Welcome to the Working Moms Podcast, featuring inspiring stories and resources for the modern working mom. I'm your host, estate planning attorney, investor, and pregnant mama-to-be, Pam Moss. All right. Today's guest is Molly McDonald. She is a body-mind parenting expert, and she's the creator of TAD, which is Touch a Day, a new baby membership. Welcome so much. Thank you so much for being here, Molly. Thank you for having me. This will be fun. And today's topic we are going to be talking about is how to create quality time when you're a busy uh, biz mom. And I wanted to start off by having you share with our listeners a challenge that you overcame as a business mom and any lessons you learned from it. Absolutely. So for me, um, one of the biggest hurdles that I faced was that I did something that a lot of women do, which is kind of barter by putting themselves maybe on the back burner early on in their career, maybe for a partner or something like that. And then, um, you know, and, and I did that when I was in my marriage. And so one of the challenges that I faced was that we had a divorce when my son was four years old. And um, at that time, you know, I had been kind of sustaining the family and or at least being the primary breadwinner up until he was born. Then I was at home with him full time for a couple of years. I was doing body work and continuing my uh, education. But um, I felt like I had a choice at that point between kind of giving up the dream that I had of, of creating this business that I do now and going a more traditional safe route as a parent or, or really going for it. So I actually started out my business and my divorce at the same time. And, um, and I was determined to do it in a way that would still allow me to be home with my son after school and primarily be there with him as a parent and be, you know, an entrepreneurial mom. Wow. That's really powerful, Molly. Um, kind of just teasing out a few things that you mentioned, um, you had, it sounds like you had this moment where you were really kind of reflecting and making the decisions for the future. And you were faced with, um, having to do a divorce and uh, create a business at the same time. And what are some kind of lessons that you learned in, in doing that and kind of forging that and making that decision? Well, it really reinforced um, the importance of resilience in life and that with resilience as a background and as a foundation, there really isn't anything we can't accomplish. Um, additionally, just being willing to try and try again and um, just change course as many times as you need to, stay the course where you need to. And I think those were really, and continue to be huge key lessons. Um, I like to call it following the crumbs. So I didn't always know where I was gonna end up. I kind of knew like the big picture, foggy, what I wanted it to look like, but then I would just pick up the next crumb and stand there and study it as long as I needed to. And then kind of hear what's the next direction, where do I need to go? Who do I need to talk to? And then I'd pick up that crumb and kind of sit with it and study it and work with it. And uh, so far it's continued to work well. So here I am. (laughs) Uh, That's wonderful. And for people who are listening, who maybe don't know what a, uh, body mind parenting expert is. Could you kind of describe what that is and and what you do? Sure. Well, that kind of speaks to the crumbs that I was talking about. Back when I was in college, I was studying psychology and uh, I knew that I had a fascination with infant parents and that dynamic, that relationship, I feel like is so key and so transformative. I mean, you're in it right now, you know, that that transition of becoming an individual, you know, transitioning from being an individual to being a parent and from going partners to parents, co-parents um, is such a huge transition. And we give it so little attention in our culture. 
you know, aside from baby showers and gift giving and um, things like that, we really don't talk about what a massive internal shift that is. Um, and I found that completely fascinating, but I found there really weren't, you know, already predetermined fields that were dealing with that. Um, I thought about psychology. I thought about occupational therapy and working with the body. I thought about um, developmental psychology. I actually was a researcher in developmental psych for seven years um, and took what I learned from parent-child reaction interactions, you know, older, older children, elementary school children, and what we learned in this, um, in the lab that I uh, coordinated and applied it to the baby work that I do now, you know, that as parents, why wait until we're in hot water to figure it all out. So um, yeah, so to kind of circle back, I just, I didn't find that there was any one field that was defining what it was that I wanted to do. So I added, I started out um, actually with premature babies in the NICU setting and teaching parents how to do modified massage techniques. And then I went on to do infant massage instruction. And then I found out that the what's going on with babies and anything that they're really struggling with often has to do with the container they grew in being mamas and what that container was shaped like, how they were positioned in there, were they really stuck in one position for a really long period of time, um, all of that. So I started working with mamas uh, and the adult with massage and yoga and just kind of keep picking up tools that seem to support this time period in life. Um, I love that. And obviously I'm eating it all up because I'm in that phase right now. So I feel like I have like a thousand questions for you, but um, I want, I want to stay a little bit on the topic and then I'll kind of, and, and ask some more questions about it. But um, I love that this is your area because I do think um, as a new mom myself, um, before finding you, I really don't see anyone else doing this type of work or educating, especially kind of in the new parent prep and the new parent books and the new parent classes. There isn't any focus on this. And so I'm really glad you are here today to talk to us about it. Um, so kind of onto the topic of how to create quality time when you are a busy biz mom, what are your kind of tips or suggestions for moms who are kind of facing that um, right now? Absolutely. So um, what I like to think of is really making things as simple as possible. So we often think that we have to be doing, you know, we have to have the right stimulus in front of our baby. We have to have the right things at the right hurdles in their life. You know, we're constantly trying to get them to make those milestones. And I like to pull all of that out and really pull the camera back and look at the big lens and think um, about, so the, the foundations of the things that I do with families are around building resilience, around modeling respect around um, helping from day one, babies realize that this is their body, that they have autonomy over it, that they have authority over it, and how we can model that through our interactions with them on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and um, supporting emotional intelligence, you know, supporting using our voice. And I know that sounds strange to be talking about with a newborn, but the ways that those things play out are... Um, uh, in the little simple ways, right? So the quality time to me with a baby comes from first getting present, right? Like if you can do nothing else when you have a few minutes with your baby, drop the rest of the world away and find presence. So, you know, pick up your baby, look them right in the eye, take a few deep breaths and give yourself a break. 
you know, it's not that you have to turn on to be a parent, allow yourself to sink into your heart space, allow yourself to take a few slow, deep breaths, because your baby is so intertwined with you that they're going to benefit from that, right? Just that interaction, just breathing slowly together can be a really uh, beautiful way just to kind of connect. Um, yeah. That's super helpful. And I think um, I you can go with what you were about to say. I was going to ask, um, you talked about baby's autonomy. And I think as a new mom, one of the things I struggle with is, you know, how much autonomy to give, right? <laughs> as a first time parent, um, you want to be there. You want to comfort anytime something happens and where that balance is. So I was curious what, what you meant by that, where, where you're going with autonomy. Yeah. And so um, even more specifically, I'm, I'm talking about body autonomy, right? Like that this is, this is the vessel that they are growing up in. This is their body. So doing things with our baby instead of doing things to our baby is kind of every interaction that I'm doing is on my baby's terms. So that's how I model that they get to be in charge of their body. So let's say, for example, I have a doll here because that's what I teach with usually. So let's yeah. say, for example, that I have this baby and I want to be doing some stretches, right? A great stretch for babies for chest and shoulders is called the one, two, three stretch. So the way it looks kind of at its biggest iteration is one, they hug each other themselves across the chest. They switch two, three, stretch, right? So just that little activity and you can do with their older babies, they can be sitting up. If they're new babies, it can be laying down, it can be in your lap. But the way that looks in terms of supporting their autonomy is newborns are often, right? They're like this, or they've got their head cocked this way and everything's crunched up in their favorite position. And so autonomy with that looks like very gently letting them know which direction you wanna go and going through the motions, right? So one, two, maybe it goes a little further, three, and maybe they don't wanna open up, right? So when we repeat that time and time again, and we're working with them, so we're not forcing them through their comfort zone, but we're meeting them where they're at, uh, whether it's in physical play, emotional play, our social interactions, meeting them where they're at and hanging out with them in that space until they're willing to open the door a little more is a great way to support their, their body autonomy, their sense that we are supporting their comfort with where they are in their development and in their body. I love that. And for those of you who may be just listening and not seeing it visually, you can definitely watch the video. <laughs> um, but what she was demonstrating was on, on a doll, you know, crossing the arms over and bringing them out in a, in a really gentle way, which was really um, interesting. And I'm actually going to go do that on my baby later today. Now that you just showed me that. Um, so for parents listening who have new babies, what um, is there any kind of guidance of how much quality time you should be spending with your, your baby each day? Um, oh, that's such a good question. I love that question because this speaks back to the autonomy, right? So, um, and the individuality. Um, so some babies, you know, they don't have a lot of awake alert time. Some babies are sleeping a lot. Some babies, if they're awake, they're fussy. And that's so common. And that's so hard as a parent. So um, again, doing with your baby instead of doing to your baby. So if your baby is making eye contact with you and they're engaging and maybe they're making that little cheerio face, you know, when they purse their lips together, 
and make their lips into a little O, those are both really good indicators that they are in a place to have quality time, to be doing these games and stretches or massage or just talking to each other, making faces. Um, so I would say as long as your baby is in that space, it's great to have quality time. So I think more about um, being opportunistic with it, right? So, um, hey, look, baby's ready to do this for now. Let's see how many minutes we get out of this um, versus trying to make sure that you're meeting deadlines. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does. And that, oh, that you just described, my baby definitely does. I'm like, oh, is that a feeding cue? <laughs> yeah, it can be. I mean, it's like, I'm relaxed. I'm content. Um, babies also do this cool thing that I can explain whether people are looking or not, where they give you the stop sign, they splay their fingers out and they show you their palm. Have you ever seen your baby do that? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or they look dramatic. They put it on their forehead. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a sign like, stop, like I'm starting to get overstimulated. Oh, you know? there's all sorts of little body language kinds of things that indicate I'm starting to slow down or I'm starting to rev up. Um, okay. Eye contact in particular is an awesome way to create quality time. And by eye contact, I don't mean continually reposition yourself so that you're in your baby's gaze. I mean, be present and watching your baby and let them look at you and then watch when they look away and hang out and wait for them to come back to you. They get to kind of create this little game of, are they still there? Are they still waiting for me? Are they still paying attention? And um, they are regulating their own nervous system. When they're connecting with you, they're in a good grounded place to do that. Maybe they're getting overstimulated, so they take a break and then they come back. So following baby's lead is kind of the key in everything. I, as you've been saying all this, I'm like, do you have the, the next that I have was like, do you have like almost like a baby cue? Like, this is what this means. <laughs> like a cheese sheet or like. Yeah. Here's what I have is, you know, over the years, so I've been working in some capacity with babies and parents for 20 years now. Mm -hmm. And um, I've just continued to add tools into the basket. But what I found is parents always have the same question. Um, you taught me five things. I remembered three of them. And I think I got one of them to work. I need to come back. <laughs> um, or where are you at 3am? Um, or I get it, <laughs> but I want to be able to see that again. When can I see you do that again? And so that's where the e-court came in and the e-series came in and that 12 weeks of daily videos that you just have like a two to five minute nugget of how can I interact with my baby today without having to come up with something when you're totally exhausted you know and then it's this whole library of videos and way to connect ways to connect and these little tidbits threaded out um, in just a very digestible way yeah what are some of the benefits that you have seen or that you've or that the research shows of you know, creating this quality time with your, your baby when you're a busy, busy mom. Yeah. So many great benefits um, for touch alone. Uh, and that's really what kind of started my whole career, aside from knowing I wanted the infant parent aspect, was the fact that uh, when you look at premature babies and you do modified massage and touch, intentional touch with babies, they gain weight faster and they get out of the hospital sooner on average. So those are some major physiologic benefits. So we know that it um, tones the nervous system and helps create a calm, um, collected baby. And I'm going to say a calm and collected baby for your baby, right? Because everybody is different. And the goal is to find an optimal situation for your child. You are your baby's expert. There are experts out there in all sorts of fields, but nobody knows your baby better than you do. Um, and uh, 
let's see, I was trying, I, I lost my train of thought there, but um, go ahead. So um, kind of talking through, you mentioned, you know, touch and the importance of touch with a baby. And we've, we've kind of talked about one piece of the quality time is, you know, being intentional, mm-hmm. um, can eye contact, letting your baby kind of lead it. And then this other theme that's been coming up is touch. And you've kind of mentioned um, the benefits of touch and how it impacts the baby. Is there tips of, of like this type of massage or the type of touch you should be doing with your baby? Yeah, so uh, massage is a great tool for playing with your baby. And in general, I like to talk to people about, um, you know, think about in your own body, have you ever gotten a massage from your partner and you feel like maybe you're getting their ideal massage instead of your <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> so as a massage therapist, I can tell you that every single person that comes into the table has a different sense of ideal massage right? So your goal with your baby is to find out what their ideal massage is. Whatever their ideal massage is, is going to be the best and most beneficial for them. So in general, some general rules of thumb is that the more slow, the more rhythmic, uh, the more predictable the touch is that you're providing your child, the more sedating and calming it will be. The faster, more arrhythmic, more unpredictable the touch is, the more stimulating it'll be. And if you have a new baby, you might want something stimulating. If they're falling asleep and you're trying to nurse them and it's the middle of the night and you're like, come on, buddy, like, let's, let's get with it. You may want something more tickly and light and, and asymmetric in terms of what you're doing. And you know, just kind of strokes on the cheek or on the sole of the foot can be stimulating. But if you're trying to get a baby to fall asleep, then maybe nice slow strokes down the center of the forehead and down the nose are going to be nice and sedating, kind of rhythmic and almost hypnotic. Um, so those are some great ways to, um, to create massage without being able to see specific techniques if people are just listening to this. But yeah, there are great massage techniques, um, and those are broken down day by day in the work that I do as well. Okay, great. Yeah. And so I think a moment ago, before we kind of jumped on this topic, we were talking about what are some of the benefits of creating the quality time. And one of the benefits that you talked about was, you know, in the research with premature babies, how it gets them out of the hospital and things like that. Um, so we were talking about kind of the benefits to the baby. What are some of the, is there other benefits or benefits to the mom to creating this quality time? Absolutely. So for both baby and mom, the nervous system and connecting, um, touch and massage, either administered and or received also increases oxytocin. Um, and other good feel-good hormones, um, releases all sorts of endorphins, um, and those are obviously great for supporting our mood, our wellness, and uh, those, you know, those are really great too. Um, So increased weight gain is good for babies in terms of a benefit. Um, Also, it can help with sleep. It can help with settling uh, for babies. And uh, for moms, you know, sometimes it's really hard in the beginning. Breastfeeding is not as straightforward as our culture lets us think it is. And so oftentimes moms are really struggling with breastfeeding and maybe it's a really sleepy baby. Maybe your baby's really uncomfortable. Maybe your baby's really hungry and really uncoordinated and really struggling with things. And so to have a moment with your baby and touch and like make connection with them and eye contact and have a quiet connecting moment that has nothing to do with feeding them can be really reassuring that, you know, you're, you're on the right track 
and that you're doing the right thing and that it's not just all, everything is not stacked in the column of whether or not breastfeeding works. And, um, you know, you mentioned breastfeeding. And so I know when we kind of discussed before you got on, um, that one of the things, um, that this work does help with is breastfeeding. And do you have any specific things or tips around moms that are breastfeeding and how kind of incorporating more of these types of touch, um, and massage and other items that you recommend? More specifically than that is um, how do you know when the challenges that you're having with breastfeeding have to do with you versus having to do with your baby? So obviously um, there's an interplay between mom's breast milk supply and baby's ability to remove the milk. Um, And now I'm not a lactation consultant, but I've done a lot of work with them and training um, uh, side by side with lactation consultants that I've gotten a lot of the information. So I'll kind of keep that piece of it limited in terms of what I'm sharing. But one thing that we do know is around six to eight weeks, the breast milk supply shifts from being primarily hormonally driven to being driven by the ability to remove the milk. So whether that's from a pump that's effective or from the baby, it shifts into being um, more uh, demand-based versus hormonally based, right? And the ability to remove the milk. So let's say you have an awesome milk supply that just pours out to this baby and the first several weeks, your baby's doing fine, right? Maybe they're gassy or they're gulping or they're clicking or doing some things that you're like, I don't know, but they're gaining weight. They're doing well. You have this awesome supply and then things shift and you all of a sudden have this fussy baby around six to nine to 12 weeks. And it's like, wait a minute, everything was going fine. And now I'm seeing my supply drop and my baby's not as happy. Um, It might be that your baby has some things going on that they could use help with around coordinating suck, swallow, and breathe. Um, So therapists that do craniosacral therapy with newborns are um, great resources for that. And that's part of what I do. But one way that you can kind of test that, which is what I wanted to get to for all of you, is see what happens if you offer your baby a finger to suck on. And so just like you would with a breast or a bottle, um, and just for sake of this conversation, know that I did it all with my baby. I pumped, I breastfed him, I did some formula. Like I just, you have to feed the baby sometimes. So know that while we're talking about breastfeeding, it's all good. Like it's a relationship. It has to work well for everyone. So um, offering your baby a finger to suck on and kind of putting it in front of their mouth, seeing first Uh, You know, do they open and extend their tongue to try and make the latch happen? And then once they do, do they close and start sucking or do they just kind of mouth it? Um, So a baby that's able to latch on your finger is a good indicator that they're doing, doing some great things. If they're not able to latch on your finger, that may be an indicator they could use some help to free some things up that might help them do a little bit better. Um, And then, you know, if your baby is sucking on your finger, are they able to kind of cup their tongue? around your finger once it's in there? Um, Do you feel kind of this nice rhythm happening with their tongue or does it feel like a piston? Uh, Are they able to keep their tongue out over, let's say this is the bottom gum ridge, like where eventually their teeth will come through on the bottom. Are they able to keep the tongue out over the bottom gum ridge uh, while they're sucking on your finger or does it feel like it's slipping back and forth? So all of those things can affect um, breastfeeding and how uh, efficient they can be at it and effective. So those are some easy tests. That's really great. And so if someone, especially kind of during COVID yeah. <laughs> right now, if yeah. someone does have those issues, is that something that they can talk to you about virtually, remotely over? And yeah. do you do kind of one-to-one for that? 
Yes, I do. Yeah, I have virtual one-on-one appointments for newborn craniosacral therapy. And I'm happy to give you the link for that as well as addition to the ones that we talked about before. Yeah. Yeah, I. Um, this is good timing. My baby is six weeks. <laughs> and you're, I'm like... I'm like all of those things. Yeah. I had, I have a similar thing. I mean, she's been breastfeeding well. And then this week she's gotten, I'm like, Oh yes, she is doing all of those things. Like she's getting fussy. Oh yeah. Um, and they said it could just be like the six week. And so, yeah, this is really interesting. I will definitely reach out to you to do a bump. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we've talked about some of the ways that you work with people. You have this membership program, you have one-on-ones. Can you share with us any other ways if people are listening and they want to get a hold of you, um, how you work with people and the best way for people to work with you? Absolutely. So I kind of have two tracks. Um, One, you know, I'm home-based in Bloomington, Indiana, and I'm actually sitting in my studio here. I have a small studio that's for massage and yoga and movement and parent baby classes and parent support classes. Uh, All of our group classes are online right now. So parents can, uh, I have parent baby classes on Friday mornings. Um, And before that on Friday mornings, uh, and as well on Monday mornings, I teach prenatal yoga with the intention of making more room for baby. Um, so that sometimes we can make more room, A, for mom's comfort, because that obviously matters throughout pregnancy, but B, so that baby can continue to move and shift positions so that they aren't growing in one position for a long period of time, which can kind of create some of those things that might show up as breastfeeding difficulties later. Um, So I have online group classes in that regard, and that's through uh, my studio called The Cocoon, uh, and I can give you those details. And uh, that's where the one-on-ones can happen virtually with me as well. And then in addition to that is the Tad Dutch a Day Baby Series, which is 12 weeks of daily video support. It's a daily little email that will cheer you on. And um, it's a monthly membership. I recommend it for families anywhere from actually 20 weeks pregnant through the first year of life. And I would say at the latest, kind of getting started around nine months, if people are wondering, is my baby too old? I would say if your baby's eight or nine months, you're still going to be getting some things that are really helpful and beneficial and um, that you would enjoy and be able to apply. Um, if nothing else, it's going to give you some you know, retroactive insight as to, oh, this is maybe why that is, and this is how we can move forward as a result of that. So yeah. And those come with weekly group coaching calls for parents and support through COVID, which is huge. Um, either in the prenatal category or the postpartum category. Um, that's wonderful. And we have a Facebook group that goes along with the podcast. And for we'll include all the links in our show notes today that Molly shared. And then I'll also include the link for the Facebook group. And um, I always ask my um, the folks that are on to share something for us to work on on the Facebook group after we listen to your episode today. Is there any um, discussion point or item that you want to challenge us to do in the Facebook group? Yes. Okay. So I want you to take a moment and get centered and tune into your baby and just play around with their body a little bit. Maybe it's doing some stretches. Maybe it's moving them in different shapes and see what you observe. And um, maybe you can just let me know what is it that you're observing. Or if you find something that you're curious about, like, well, this is strange. Or, you know, like you were just saying, Pamela, oh, well, gosh, that's exactly what's going on with my baby. And therefore, I have these questions. Like, if there's something that's going on with your baby and you're curious as to is there a way I can help them with that, then throw that in there. So that's kind of my challenge to you, to get curious, to get centered, to play, to connect, and then either share what you observed or share what you're curious about. 
I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on with us today, Molly. Thank you. This was so wonderful. And the best way for people to reach you is your website and your Instagram account, correct? And we'll share that. Yeah, that will be great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, www.findpam.com for all the show notes and links. And you will also get access to my free legal tool to name legal guardians. It's all right there at findpam.com.